Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the C Report. I am your host, Mr. C, also known as Michael Aaron Gossett. It's good to be here with you guys this evening. I hope you all are doing well. Coming in a little bit late, but not too late, a little bit early, but not too early. I hope you all are having a great Tuesday. Today's actually, you know, a pretty dark Tuesday. Now, I'll be pretty honest with you guys. You know, I play, uh, I play the little, um, uh, you know, that, that like the song, right? That was, we were uh, checking out just before the intro there to cut you pumps me up, you know, that kind of, uh, that kind of um, footage and stuff. But, you know, the gravity of the situation for what I think is the reality, you know, is probably, at least in my opinion, a little mismatched. Now, the reason why I say that is because it, we've all, I mean, I mean, pretty much, I think the entire world at large has gone into dissecting, you know, what all is involved in this prosecutor Jack Smith's, you know, uh, charges uh, for which President Trump was arraigned today. And indeed, uh, we'll be uh, we'll be tuning in live to President Trump's um, uh, re remarks in regards to today's arraignment and uh, what all happened. You know, I mean, people have been writing this all day. Like, I know, like, RSBN was out there. I mean, I mean <laughs> dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of Americans out there today also at the courts in um, in Florida, uh, where President Trump was being arraigned. So, you know, but, you know, so, you know, like I was saying, like, the uh, the the fervor, the, the fight for Trump fervor, you know, that I'm talking about, you know, it's, I think it's merited because symbolically... Today is a Black Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm not being racial. It's Black Tuesday the 13th, 2023, June. You know what I mean? Like, uh, because symbolically, yes, this is probably the darkest, well, one of the darkest days in American history. For what, for what it represents symbolically, you know, even for those whom are not, you know, Trump fans, for example. I'm pretty sure that they can understand that there is an establishment, you know, out there, ladies and gentlemen. President Trump said over the weekend, I call them the deep state, but you know, that's too soft. That's too soft. I should just call them what they are, Marxists, communists. That's what they are. You know, I'll call them Luciferians, but that's just my shtick. Okay. That's just my shtick. Okay. I think they're, I think they're all Luciferians or at least they come from a lineage of Luciferians. Maybe they, maybe they ran away from mommy and daddy Satanist, you know, and they, and they got away from that, but they're still part of, still in their bloodline. Anyways. Okay. I'm just call me what you will. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> that's just me. Okay. That's just me. Like I said, like I've said before, ladies and gentlemen on this show. When it comes to uh, who rules this world, my parents were way more close to accurate when they said it's the devil. <laughs> Anyways, okay, guys, so getting back to President Trump right before I, I get off all into these uh, pseudo-theosophical types of deliberations, ladies and gentlemen, we'll, we will continue to press forward. Thank you again for being here this evening. If you are joining us at the Sea Report, it's much appreciated. Um, catch this live 
weeknights, weekdays, generally speaking, the best way to get a hold of the Sea Report if you want to catch it live is to hit that follow button and, uh, well, then you'll get the notifications on some systems, depending where you are. Otherwise, if you're catching that replay, please make sure you hit the like button. That's the trade-off. It's much appreciated. And, uh, well, we'll go ahead and get into the rest of tonight's festivities. Now, President Trump, I say festivities. You know, what is the signal here, Mr. C? You're saying festivities on the darkest day in American history? You know, I mean, I'm just, you know, folks, ladies and gentlemen, come on. Now, you know, that's what I was saying, like, because... But when we're, you know, we're going to go through some stuff. We got to, we're going to, we are going to tune in live to President Trump's remarks in regards to what happened today. Uh, he'll be speaking from uh, New Jersey in Bedminster, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, so that's, that is due to be at 8.15 Eastern time, 7.15 Central. Uh, yeah, so in about 30 minutes or so, you know, just, just under 30 minutes. Uh, so, you know, uh, I don't know how long President Trump's uh, will be remarking, ladies and gentlemen, according to what happened today. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Now, of course, as um, the news goes, ladies and gentlemen, in regards to the events for today, uh, we had President Trump and Walt Nata arrested. OK, now, President Trump was not handcuffed. Uh, there were no mug shots taken. Uh, it was decided that uh, he is recognizable enough that there is not a need for record. So that's good. Well, I mean, in my opinion, I mean, because, you know, it, 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 these are non-crimes. You know, these are non-crimes that uh, President Trump is being harassed for. These are non-crimes that President Trump is being persecuted for. So uh, with that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's rather appropriate that no pictures were taken, you know, and that uh, no cameras were allowed in the courtroom as well. I think it's very appropriate. Uh, fingerprinted digitally, apparently. Um, but uh, there were 37 counts unveiled and we had, uh, I think, an additional account. 30, the 38th count went to uh, Walter Nata alone. Uh, I think they said for false statements in that regard. So, uh, well, there's that, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. And uh, so let's see here. As far as the day goes, that's all that was going on on that front. Let's go ahead and take a gander at some of our uh, Trump truths. Uh, there were a couple that he had and a few that I highlighted. Uh, I wanted to highlight, ladies and gentlemen, because... Uh, they're about Jack Smith. Now, you know, uh, people have been scouring over Jack Smith, including his uh, lack of a uh, lack of, I mean, a, a different name, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but, you know, um, well, there's some more interesting stuff. We have I have an article here that I pulled right off of President Trump's Truth Social we'll be sharing with. Uh, let me go ahead and get that puppy open. Let me go and open this up for you, ladies and gentlemen. Let's not even delay. Hello. Okay, cool. All right, guys, let's go ahead and take a look. Now, this is uh, the latest Trump truth, unless he uh, unless he has truthed in uh, the last uh, 13 minutes or so, uh, then uh, this would be the latest. 
It was from earlier this afternoon. Goes this way. Thank you, Miami. Such a warm welcome on such a sad day for our country. So uh, if if anyone was watching, like on networks, I guess like Newsmask, um, RSBN, they were covering this all day today. Uh, I think I mentioned earlier on before we got into President Trump's truths, uh, you know, we had RSBN. Uh, I was watching some of the footage, you know, they were out there talking with the people. Uh, there are a lot of um, a lot of concerned Americans out there who were um, voicing their uh, disdain for what was occurring, ladies and gentlemen, today in 2023 in America. So um, we also had uh, the uh, motorcade, ladies and gentlemen, taking uh, President Trump uh, to the courthouse, uh, stopping traffic along the highway. It was quite a long one, and there was a lot of there were a lot of various shots um, that were scoured uh, throughout the interwebs, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So you know, standard fare for a president, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, um, the mainstream lamestream cannot help but to remark about uh, the historic qualities of today's events, considering that this is a president who's being indicted on federal charges. You know, now so that's the thing that I'm talking about right there. You know, that's where I think the deep state, the communists, the Marxists have a real disconnect, ladies and gentlemen, from the people. And of course, when I'm talking about the deep state, the communists, the Marxists, I'm talking about the Luciferians and the predatory elite that uh, rule, you know, uh, through their political henchmen or otherwise themselves, ladies and gentlemen, is who I'm talking about. They're very disconnected, you know, because. Um, they'd have to they'd have to consider the fact that we've had several presidents who have committed crimes on a federal level, if not worse, uh, in previous administrations, uh, be, be they Barack Obama, be they uh, George W. Bush, particularly, uh, be they Bill Clinton, be they uh, George Herbert Walker Bush, you know. I think I think that dynasty of syndicate criminals right there, some of those generations, my lifetime, my lifetime has been filled with really crooked leaders in office, ladies and gentlemen, Herbert Walker all the way up until and then we skip a few years and we get uh, Biden anyways. So um, as I was saying, guys, you know, the thing about it is, is the people of America in past years have, uh, they have, um, they have otherwise, I guess, went along with, I guess, the solution to um, exposing these war crimes or any of these other crimes that these presidents have committed, war crimes or not, you know? Um, and the solution always was, well, he's not president anymore. Oh, the solution always was, well, he's not in power anymore. The past is the past. Uh, the solution is, well, we have a new president. So now, you know, we can take care of it now. He's not in office. We'll just fix it. The solution has always been, well, we'll get the next election. The solution has always been, well, we'll get the machines gone in the next election. The solution has always been, we'll get them next time, buddy. Just keep on kicking that can down the road and we'll get them next time. That's always been the solution. That's always been the solution. 
Anyhow, I don't remember what the problem was, ladies and gentlemen. But as uh, President Trump was saying here today, thank you, Miami. Such a warm welcome on such a sad day for our country. Such a warm welcome for on such a sad day, a dark day, one of the darker days here in America. I mean, come on. That's the disconnect, ladies and gentlemen, and that is the problem, okay? The disconnect is we never held any of the previous presidents accountable, but why this one? Why this one on such weak charges is the question. Why are we holding this particular president accountable? Is it because we... For, or, or, are we gonna, or are we going to start going after all presidents in the past? I mean, come on. You know, previous presidents. I mean, everyone lauds him as former President Donald J. Trump. Those are their words, not mine, America. So anyways, let's see. Um, <coughs> excuse me, sirs. Excuse me, sirs and lady. Uh, let's see what the next uh, truth is from President Trump. It goes this way. It's a long one. It's a big one. President Trump says, Will deranged Jack Smith be looking at the thousands of pages of documents that Biden had in Chinatown then, when caught quickly sent up to Boston? What about the 1,850 boxes that Biden is fighting to keep secret? How about Hillary's 33,000 emails that she deleted and acid-washed? Will he be looking at the $5 million bribe that was paid to Biden? Whether the Justice Department is trying to hide? Much more coming on that. We are living in a third world country. No borders, rigged elections. Thank you, President Trump, for pointing out that you know all of this is at his expense i mean his personal comforts ladies and gentlemen alone okay how about how would you feel right how would you feel or 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 are we in the i would never be president crowd so it doesn't matter right you know um good points good points Good points. I did. I did have something prepared with uh, in regard to Biden and this Justice Department development, since they they have the phone records or the you know conversations, ladies and gentlemen. That's uh, interesting developments on that. But we'll continue. Good evening, Two Rivers. How doth our art thou tonight? Uh, Drew Rivers says, non-chargeable charges. He is running for president of the United States and they're still being wildy coyote, failing at every scheme. Can we say Teflon Don, sir? Okay. It's been said before, Teflon Don, ladies and gentlemen. It's been said before, okay? <laughs> uh, but yes, rigged elections, guys. Rigged elections. You know, he was saying it before he ran. Now, do you guys think that he said that before he ran just to like preemptively, you know, uh, uh, force the notion into people who were supporting his campaign? Or do you think he actually knew about the institutionalized rigging of our elections? That's some food for thought, right? That is food for thought. If you care to take a bite, right? 
Uh, President Trump says in his next truth here, this is the thug overturned consistently and unanimously in big cases that Biden and his corrupt injustice department stuck on me. He's a radical right lunatic. He's a radical right lunatic and Trump hater and are all his fan friends and as as are all his friends and fans. Sorry, I'm just like, okay, I'm just this this here just kind of is what uh what's what's the uh what's the uh 411 on that? Was that an error, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> Was that an error? And if it was, to what end, I would ask. If it was, to what end, I would ask. But, it, you know, it doesn't matter. It says here, he's a radical right lunatic and Trump hater. Because I could have sworn his wife was a lefty, right? I could have sworn Jack Smith's wife was a lefty. Hmm. Says here, as are all his friends and family, lefties, right? who probably planted information in the boxes given to them. They taint everything that they touch, including our country, which is rapidly going to hell. Yes, I had to roll that R, ladies and gentlemen. So embedded with that President Trump truth was this article. Who is Jack Smith? Now, we've been talking about Jack Smith. Jack! Who is Jack Smith? And uh, we've been talking about him here in uh, recent episodes. And uh, indeed, he's been the talk of the town, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for uh, quite a minute. Uh, let's see what, what new revelations or what uh, revelations are reiterated in this article that perhaps President Trump would like you to uh, consider. Biden's special counsel lives abroad. Yes, we knew he was in Amsterdam. Is that not uh, accurate? I think that is accurate. And he wanted to keep his jab over there. So uh, he, he arrested President of Kosovo. Okay, that's what, uh, that's what we learned about special Jack counsel. <laughs> Biden's special counsel lives abroad. Married an Obama devotee linked to Georgie Soros. And Hillary Clinton. All right. I'm sure it's both of them, Hillary and Bill, right? So we'll just say Billier. I mean, Billary. I mean, we could say Hilliard <laughs> or Hilliam. We could say Hilliam or Billary. Which one do you guys prefer? I don't care. Okay. <laughs> yes, Wild E. Coyote. Okay. Article says here... Um, Smith was appointed last year by Attorney General Merrick Garland to lead investigations into the former president. Their words, not mine. He is a longtime federal prosecutor and former chief prosecutor at the Kosovo Special Chambers in The Hague, the Netherlands. As a result, Smith has seldom even been in the United States in recent years, opting instead to live abroad. Oh, so he must think this Jack Smith that uh, he can do whatever he wants in American courts because he hasn't he hasn't exactly been stateside in yeah, probably at least a decade. Right. You know, I mean, I don't know long. I don't know how long he's been here. Hence, right? But uh, we read the stories. You know, I mean, he was in uh, he was in Amsterdam and in the Hague, right, at the International Criminal Court. 
uh, at least within what? Uh, at least as, as late, I mean, at least as late as 2019 or 20. Okay. Like that's when all that was going down, you know, 20, no, no, 2021. It was very, very, you know, it was 20, right. At the very end of 20. Cause that's when, uh, I think all that stuff was going down. I think they said that uh, the Kosovar president and the other president were supposed to be meeting like in December or sometime towards the end of that year. So, you know, we know that Jack Smith was over there at least as late as 2020. The end uh, might as well have been 2021, right? Before he got over here stateside. So uh, I guess he thinks since he can push his balls around over there at the Hague, you know, he could do that here with the president of the United States of America. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, guys. On trumped up charges, nonetheless. Okay, who does this guy think he is? You know, I think that's the question everyone wants to know. Well, we attempt to uncover that mystery in this article that was provided to us uh, via President Trump's Truth Social. It says here, as we continue, uh, Smith's wife, uh, Katie Shvigny is a film director responsible for producing Michelle Obama's Hey Geographic documentary, Becoming a Man. <laughs> I mean, becoming a woman. Excuse me, sorry. He was born a man. All right? I mean, we could have, we could have asked his mother and his father about that if we wanted to talk about a book called Becoming a Man. Okay, it was Becoming a Woman, which is a far more interesting story about Michael Obama. So apparently, dang, now, okay, so that's pretty embedded, guys. That's pretty embedded. Think about that. Think about how embedded this Jack Smith is with the left. If his wife literally, literally was the film director for Becoming for Michael Obama, how many hours do you think that, that uh, this Katie Shavigny spent Looking at uh, Michael's bulge, right? <laughs> how how many how how you know you know Katie Shavigny knows he's a tranny. You know Katie Shavigny's seen that thing, okay? You know it, okay? You just know it, ladies and gentlemen. That is why Jack Smith is defending Michelle Obama's honor. That is what this is all about. <laughs> He's like, don't worry, Michael. They will never know that you have a secret. <laughs> that is what is up right here. I figured it out, ladies and gentlemen. This is all, It's this is the Obama's doing. This is the Obama's bulldog, okay? This is their bulldog, not the Clintons. They have to hide Michael's secret, okay? <laughs> Oh, but on pump, you know, wouldn't it be funny if that's what this was all about, guys? They're like, oh no, oh no, President Trump's gonna tell everyone I'm a tranny. Okay. <laughs> oh man, God, guys, we figured it out. We figured it out, y'all. <laughs> that's why he's coming at them with such animus, right? He's like, I'm used to trannies in Amsterdam. <laughs> So he has to defend her honor, right? Anyways, okay, if you want to call him a her, you know. Isn't it interesting how this all goes back to the trans thing anyways? 
<laughs> Dang, guys. I hope you're taking notes. Okay. Anyways. Uh, okay. Let's finish with this article, right? <laughs> okay. Let's. Okay. We are we are T minus eight minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let me go ahead and uh, hold on. Let me see if uh, what's going on over here. We're gonna. We are going to uh, strip off of President Trump's. Yeah. I'm gonna actually. We'll get back to this at eight fifteen. Okay. Uh, he could go live sooner, I guess. But uh, anyhow. So let's finish with this article. We've got about eight minutes, seven minutes, six minutes and change. OK, uh, so it says here, ladies and gentlemen, so I can get this going. <clears throat> it says uh, Smith's wife, Katie Shavigny, is a film director responsible for producing Michelle Obama's hagiographic hey documentary becoming which also stars barack obama valerie jarrett and oprah winfrey uh, shavigny is a supporter and donor to the democrat party and president biden she donated one thousand dollars to biden for president and another one thousand dollars to the biden victory fund in september 2020 she also made another seven small donations to act blue the Democrat fundraising platform, and to the far-left MoveOn.org's political action committee. Belle Shavigny, Smith's late mother-in-law, was even a senior justice fellow at George Soros's Open Society Foundation. Belle also sat on the board of the Human Rights Defense Center, which received donations from the New World Foundation, a liberal New York-based organization closely connected to Hillary Clinton. Bell, uh, Bell is survived by her husband, Paul, an anti-police obsessive at the New York University School of Law. How do these people get hired there? <laughs> How can you work at the School of Law and be anti-police? That makes absolutely no sense, okay? If anything, he should be, like, blackballed, okay? <laughs> Anyways, I don't know the guy. I'm just saying, okay? I don't know the guy. I'm just saying. So it says here, uh, it's a New York school of law who blamed Americans for the harassment of people because of their Arab or Muslim connections immediately after the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Wow. So that's kind of, that's kind of heavy. So uh, um, I would, I would have to say uh, for President Trump to say that it was a uh, far right radical. I'm pretty sure. The decoders will be all over that, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's take a look at our next statement here. Indeed, indeed, Black Tuesday. One of the saddest days in the history of our country. We are a nation in decline. We are a nation in decline. And that is that, ladies and gentlemen. And that is that. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Pretty sad, uh, the situation, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, like I said, you know, like that fervor could really be there. But, you know, and uh, I'm pretty sure President Trump will address the finer points. Like I said, I don't know how long his uh, speech will be, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this evening. In fact, let's go ahead and start to get ready for that. There we go. Um, so I don't know how long it's going to be. Uh, he may go through the finer points, ladies and gentlemen, of his case. 
Um, I do have an article to offer by way of analysis, you know, I mean, and, and these are for, you know, like, uh, just to kind of map out what we're looking at. You know, we talked about the Espionage Act and how it really doesn't, it doesn't apply to this case at all whatsoever. Uh, this is something that I think they're trying to make stick. Um, you know, there are people out there who would say, well, this is serving as a distraction for something, you know, I mean, to, to be, uh, to be fair, that could be the case. One would have to wonder what it could be a distraction from, right? Um, didn't dig into any other crazy stories today. Didn't dig into any other news, you know, whether it was, uh, whether it was, uh, you know, um, anything going on with Epstein in that manner. I mean, we covered them uh, doing their uh, settlement with uh, J.P. Morgan Chase and the victims of, uh, but there's still other things that are going on in that case indeed. But anyhow, so, you know, I had, uh, an article by way of analysis that I was going to share with you guys about um, today's um, arraignment and it will be case in general. Uh, but we could probably do that after President Trump's remarks because, well, ladies and gentlemen, you know, uh, it's going to be coming up here in uh, just a few minutes. It's going to be coming up here in just a few minutes. So uh, thank you again for tuning in live this evening if you are with me. And uh, we are live here over at Rumble, over at Twitch Pilled, and over at the Foxhole. And I hope you guys are having a wonderful Tuesday evening. And uh, we will be uh, joining President Trump live in Bedminster, New Jersey, uh, via his Rumble page soon enough. Thanks again. Thanks again. And thank you again for being here. Right, guys, we are back. We are back, and I'm gonna go ahead. I was just getting the screens ready over here on my side. Uh, don't forget, uh, if you would like to uh, follow along, you can get notifications about when I go live, or you can uh, always stay up to date on when a new episode or new content posts uh, by hitting that follow button, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you smack that follow button, push the like button, ladies and gentlemen, as well. Uh, and it's greatly appreciated. Greatly appreciated. Okay, so let me get this screen up and running. We're about one minute till 
Right now, it's just a an offline rumble screen that we have uh, going on over there. So you guys can check that out. Yo. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh. Half the screen is blacked out, y'all. Half the screen is blacked out. Boop. Okay. Egg salad. All right. Okay. So, yeah. We've got, uh, we've got, uh, we've got nothing going on here just yet, guys. So, um, I don't know how you all were, uh, I don't know what, you know, the general consensus among others might be about this. I know what I think, you know, whenever I see all of these things going on, ladies and gentlemen, I just really don't think that it's going to hold. And I really, really honestly believe they just want to get the, uh, the media hype, the attention, I don't I don't understand what all that is about, but uh, I don't see how they don't understand that they are uh, just, you know, um, uh, assisting his uh, campaign much more. That much more, ladies and gentlemen. That much more uh, because of uh, their actions. I don't understand the disconnect, but uh, I guess, you know, they, they will continue to do what they're doing. Uh, whatever playbook it is that they're playing. Okay. President Trump, we haven't done like a live watch here on the Sea Report in a minute. Ooh, I'm very excited. Okay. Come on then, President Trump. He's got about, let's see here. Mm, I don't see a count. I don't see a count of how many people are watching on his screen. I'm looking. No count. President Trump's birthday is tomorrow, yes. Mm. Yes, we were on a little bit late today because I wanted to make sure I got a chance to cover this, guys. And then also uh, prepping for tomorrow's show as well. We'll see. I'm not sure. Tomorrow, I would expect, we'll probably be on... Mm, we'll probably be on um, around three-ish, maybe two or three, somewhere in that neighborhood tomorrow. So I am also having some family over for dinner. Uh-huh. So uh, that will, that will, uh, that will occupy my evening tomorrow. Uh, we finished up vote scam also, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, actually, I guess while we're waiting here, I can uh, update the audience on some other things and also to the podcast audience. Uh, make sure that you catch the podcast version. Please do follow. Please do follow. Uh, if you uh, if you engage in podcasts on podcast apps, whether it's Spotify, whether it is uh, an, an Apple Podcasts, uh, Android Podcasts, or any other podcast platform, you can find the C Report there as well, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, please make sure you follow or subscribe, whatever uh, whatever terminology your particular preferred um, podcast app uses. And uh, that would be just dandy. Uh, there are links down below. Actually, if you're taking, if you're hanging out over at Pilled, or if you're hanging out over at Rumble, 
uh, down below on this channel, I uh, updated my links down there. So um, there's now a link to uh, another Rumble page that I have where I'll be posting uh, clips of the C report. So uh, make sure you follow there if you would like to catch um, where I gather clips for the C report. And there will be other clips there too. If you guys go and check it out, follow it today. It's uh, for Mr. CTV. Been kind of rearranging things here on my end. And then uh, let me pull this up as well. I just don't want to miss when President Trump goes live is all. You guys are going to like some of the stories I got coming up here, guys. I promise. All right. I promise. Okay. Uh, let me pull this up as well for you guys right now. Also head over to uh, the cteam.locals. If you have a locals account, you can join the C-team for free. You can follow for free. Uh, and you can also choose to become a supporter if you would uh, if you'd like to uh, send a little love this way. Uh, I posted my first locals article over there um, just a couple of days ago. Uh, and it's in regards to the stolen Arizona election. It's uh, the vote scam continues, ladies and gentlemen. The vote scam continues. Will Arizona's stolen election be allowed to stand? I'm not going to read it to you. Just wanted to show it to you guys. Head over to the cteam.locals.com and you can uh, follow along. And uh, I got a lot of free content there. If you'd like to support, well, there's also a pathway for that as well over at the locals. So there's a little bit of development there for you guys. And it looks like, oh, wait, that's not it. Doop. It looks like uh, President Trump is running late again, ladies and gentlemen. No, just kidding. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. It's his channel. Hey, I was eight minutes late today, guys. So I think President Trump can be eight limit. It'd be pretty. It'd be pretty bad if I clocked President Trump being late, wouldn't it? <laughs> We're not going to do that, ladies and gentlemen. We're not going to do that. Okay. We're not going to do that. Oh, hey, I'm back. What's up? Hold on. a little slow on my end okay so uh just uh be patient with me and with this uh broadcast we'll get everything going nice and smoothly okay I'm going to do this. There we go. Okay, because 
The rumble, the rumble thing is distracting me, guys. So I had to take it. Off. <laughs> I had to take it off the screen because I was just gonna keep staring at it. Okay, I was not gonna talk to you. Okay, you want me to talk to you, don't you? Okay. So, anyways, all right. So we'll see what President Trump has to say. I mean, you know, he gave pretty fiery speeches. Uh, well, he gave a pretty fiery speech. I think. I mean, it was pretty fiery on par, right? Uh, I mean, considering that it's not really officially campaign season, but you know, again, at the same time. He's wrestling with these uh, continuous witch hunts, you know, digging into some, uh, you know, various information, looking at news stories, you know, the searching through, uh, searching through, um, um, you know, websites and stuff like that. Uh, various types of informations coming across um, about, you know, like these people who are continuing to track down this man. And it just, you know, it gets to the point that like, I think I obviously, I obviously I cannot put to words what I'm thinking, ladies and gentlemen, because I stumbleth over and over and over. But imagine how dumbfounded some people out there who think about, yeah, you know, I was pretty, I was pretty pissed off at, you know, uh, George W. Bush back in the day. I was pretty pissed off at Barack Obama back in the day, and they never did anything about the the things that those people did. No investigations were ever even held, you know. Um, the corrupt, the corrupt um, deception that is rampant in this nation, ladies and gentlemen, the corrupt deception that's rampant. I think. You know, it just it takes me back to vote scam. You know, it takes me back to vote scam. You know, we just finished reading the book last night. Um, we concluded its final installment. And just a reflection on the information and what these people went through, the brothers Collier, Messieurs Collier, what they went through, ladies and gentlemen, and everything that they lost. Uh, even as encapsulated in the uh, the the epilogue by his uh, his niece and the daughter and the niece respectively of the of the writers the investigators of that story um that that thing made my blood boil in some parts and it amazed me that it was a lot of the same cast of characters it was the same cast of characters in the 80s and the 90s who stopped any type of investigation into um, um, election rigging and election fraud. Uh, they they buried all of the evidence. They covered it up. They whitewashed it. They stonewalled it, ladies and gentlemen. And these are the same people who went af after President Trump. We're talking about the bill bars and the robert Mullers. you know i'm surprised that uh james comey didn't make an appearance in the book you know uh, but i think at that time he was laundering money through hsbc if i'm not mistaken with the cartels you know at some point in the 90s i think that's what he was doing I, correct me if i'm wrong it might have been later you know i was surprised that joe biden made an appearance in the book and you know when then at the same time i was not surprised and he also had a process in stonewalling information. He was also part of that process, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, it's the same cast of characters, you know, and 
it's like if any of any of the information had light shed on it in that reading, you know, my only hope is that like seeds would have been planted or, you know, maybe somehow it'll germinate into the minds of election hounds and into the minds of those who are fighting to restore this republic. Maybe to give them some kind of informational leverage, maybe some kind of key to turn in order to get that door open that's been blocked, ladies and gentlemen, by these people the entire time. Okay, let me see if we're starting here real quick. Don't worry, I'm I'm still watching. I'm still watching the screen. I'm still watching. Okay, no, it still has it still has not started yet. Okay. Anyhow, guys, so as I was saying, it's the same cast of characters, except, you know, now, of course, we have Biden uh, as the uh, as the selected power to be. Where was it that we were hearing him say something like it was the not the what was the phrase I heard? It wasn't the establishment. It was something else that had basically selected Biden. You know, you can call it the syndicate for all I care, you know. Yeah, I mean, they call themselves whatever they might happen to call themselves, but uh, that is what that is as well. So um, let's see here. Yeah, it'd be interesting if President Trump ends up going on at 9.15. You know why I say that? It's because it says here on his channel 8.15, but I did see it say 9.15 somewhere else. I don't know. Uh, we're going to chalk it up to president Trump usually, uh, does things on his own time. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ain't, ain't nothing, ain't nothing, uh, more than that. Okay. So tell you what we're going to do. Cause you know, he could go on like right this next minute, right. Or he could go on in an hour. So, uh, the show must go on ladies and gentlemen. So that's what we're going to do. So uh, while we're doing this, uh, let's go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and get our banners back up in motion. Okay, here we go. Oh, there we are. All right. Okay, wait, where'd we go? There we go. Okay. Analysis, ladies and gentlemen, in case you didn't want to just be uh, waiting in the wings with me here. Getting hypnotized by this green rumble screen. This is from the Epic Times on June 9. Okay, no, no, we, we already know that part. We don't need to go through that. So um, it says here, oh, no, I guess we'll just we'll just do it. Okay, fine. All right. Uh, on June 9, 2023, Special Counsel Jack Smith unveiled a 38-count indictment of President Donald Trump and Waltine Nada, a personal valet uh, who works at Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. The first 31 counts relate to Trump alone and involve charges under the Espionage Act. Of the remaining counts, five charge Trump and Nada jointly with regard to the concealing of documents subject to grand jury subpoena. Uh, the final two counts, one of which charges Trump and the other Nada, pertain to making false statements. In total, Trump is charged with 37 counts in the indictment and Nata with six counts. Much attention has been focused on the 31 counts espionage, uh, sorry, uh, 31 counts charged under the Espionage Act. Contrary to what the name Espionage Act indicates, most of the act is unrelated to espionage. Trump has been charged under Section E of 18 U.S.C. 793 of the act, which makes it unlawful to willfully retain national defense information 
and to fail to deliver it to the um, officer or employee of the United States entitled to receive it. This section of the Espionage Act does not require that Trump share national defense information with anyone, nor even that he has the intention to share it with anyone. It merely requires that he have unauthorized possession of national defense information and that he failed to return it. It also does not explicitly require that the information be classified. Well, isn't that a rub, ladies and gentlemen? Isn't that a rub? So the Espionage, Espionage Act charges. Trump is charged with having retained and not returned 31 separate documents containing, among others, information allegedly concerning nuclear capabilities of a foreign country and information concerning military contingency planning uh, of the United States. Smith alleges that on at least two occasions, Trump shared aspects of national defense documents he improperly retained with outsiders. In the first instance, in July 2021, Trump is supposed to have shared the information with an author who was at the time writing a book and who, with Trump's apparent approval, was recording their conversation. A short transcript of the conversation is cited by Smith and suggests that Trump shared military information with the author because he wanted to debunk public claims made by a senior military officer against Trump. That official is reported to be General Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Okay, guys. So we, yes, General Mark Milley. Go figure, right? Go figure that General Mark Milley would be the one to bite Trump in the butt, ladies and gentlemen. And for all we know, Mark Milley's into that kind of thing, right? Because he's hanging out with Rachel Levin, right? His old high school football buddy. Okay. Oh, General Mark Milley. General, do you, you guys remember General Woke? Vic Victoria Mark Milley. You guys remember Victoria Mark Milley, right? Oh, I came prepared this time for Victoria Mark Milley, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> He's the woke joke general, ladies and gentlemen, the one that needs to understand why white people are so angry. <laughs> Wait, what, what was it that he was trying to? He's like, white terrorism. I need to understand it, right? Or white, I don't know what he was talking about. He probably watches uh, too many episodes of Shameless, right? <laughs> He's probably like that tranny on Shameless. Oh, <laughs> that's woke Victoria Mark Milley for you. Do you guys remember now? Yeah, yeah, that is your, it's his fault. Okay, okay, this, this Yahoo, right? who was calling up China and was like, hey, anytime we're going to, you know, strike you guys, I'll make sure I give you a ring-a-ding. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid Mark Milley. Stupid. <laughs> okay. The joke, the, the woke joke general, Victoria Mark Milley himself, hangs out with the likes of Rachel Levine. Okay. You guys remember that story, right? They're like, they're like old high school uh, football lovers. <laughs> They used to have hanky panky in the football locker room together, right? Back when, uh, back when Levine was still a man, right? Anyways, uh, I don't know why everyone keeps saying the army is woke. I'm offended. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> How'd that get in there? Okay. Oh my. Uh, well, if it isn't woke, uh, uh, Darth, uh, what do I call him again? I call him Darth Lloyd Austin, right? That's a different shade, Darth Lloyd Austin. Uh, did Mr. Millie do that for you? <laughs> Look at how he sets his foundation. Okay. Oh, that's a terrible picture. We're talking about Mark. Oh, no, he's a communist. Okay. <laughs> and he's got a Winnie the Pooh on his lapel. Okay. <laughs> what is that all about? Woke joke, General Mark Milley. Dang, boy. Okay. <laughs> Let's carry on with the article. Sorry, guys. Okay. I just liked it. That was funny. Okay. All right. Well. Okay. Okay. We're pressing on with the article. Don't worry, guys. I am staying informed. I am staying informed. Unless something has happened here I don't know about. But President Trump still has not gone live. Okay. All right. So here, let us carry forth with this article talking about that woke joke general Victoria Mark Milley. Right? Victoria Mark Milley. <sighs> It's all his fault. Okay. <laughs> it's all his fault. It's all Victoria's fault. Okay. That official, uh, that official is reported to be General Victoria Mark Milley. Okay. The transcript, it says right here, the transcript cites Trump as telling the author, this is off the record, except it is like highly confidential before adding secret. This is secret information. With respect to the information status, Trump is quoted as saying, see, as president, I could have declassified it. Now I can't, you know, but this is still a secret. In a second instance of uh, sharing national defense information, Smith alleges that in August or September of 2021, Trump showed a declassified map concerning an ongoing conflict in a foreign country to a representative of his political action committee. The representative is not named, but Smith alleges that Trump told the representative that he should not be showing him the map and also not to get too close. While the representative appears to be cooperating with Smith, there is no suggestion that there is a recording of this second incident. While these two incidents look very bad for Trump, there is no concrete evidence that Trump showed the parties involved actual national defense information, as opposed to just boasting. That said, Smith does not appear to have included the incidents in the indictment for legal reasons. The Espionage Act does not require that the information was shown to anyone, but rather to shape the public narrative into one of Trump being reckless. It is also noteworthy that Smith did not charge Trump under the Presidential Records Act, nor did he cite the Presidential Records Act, which requires that presidential records be returned over to the National Archives and Records Administration at the end of a presidential administration. Unless you're Joe Biden, or unless you're Barack Obama, or unless you're uh, George W. Bush, or unless you're Bill Clinton, right? Unless you're those guys, you have to return them, okay? Trump is alleged to have taken these records to his Mar-a-Lago estate when he left the White House. In January 2022, after receiving demands from NARA, Trump returned 15 boxes of documents to NARA. These boxes allegedly contained 197 documents that were marked classified. 
On February 9, 2022, NARA reported the presence of the 197 classified documents to the Department of Justice. This led the FBI. Uh, this led to the FBI opening an investigation of Trump again, an yet another investigation of President Trump. How many more investigations must we endure, America? How much more taxpayer money must we waste? I mean, don't get me wrong; the payoff's going to be pretty good when we get these jerks put away, but um, and we get our country back, right? The payoff's going to be pretty good, right? When we get President Trump back in office. Oh, the payoff's going to be pretty good, guys. But uh, how much more must he endure? How much more must we endure? Hmm. How much more must you endure? Hmm. A point that has been largely overlooked is uh, that the grand jury subpoena was for documents with classification markings meaning that the actual classification status was irrelevant to what the subpoena sought. This appears to have been a very deliberate choice of words by the DOJ as it negated possible claims by Trump that the documents had been declassified. So uh, that's an interesting, an interesting point. I don't know uh, how much we could exploit it, but maybe the uh, president can tell us himself, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go ahead and uh, get President Trump on the seat green here uh we got some movement we've got some movement. i guess i guess the president is just landing hmm how exciting okay hold on either he's just landing or they just dropped him off right one or the other once or the other Okay. All right. Okay. Let's see if we got some sound here. All right, guys, and we are live. Uh, this is the Sea Report. Thanks for being here this evening. We will have President Trump delivering remarks very soon. I can feel it in my bones, ladies and gentlemen. I can feel it in my bones. So, yeah, those are pretty, uh, pretty interesting article that. Uh, you know, as I was saying, like, maybe that's an angle that and, you know, there's just so much information out there right now going on with this, guys. Um, gotta, gotta, gotta try and keep up. You know what I mean? So. I'm just waiting for volume. Okay. Hold on, let me uh, do something else over here real quick. You guys are watching me work live on the screen. Okay, I'm gonna move this over here.
Okay. Much better. Now we can continue. I'll go ahead and just keep that there, guys, for the moment. For the time being, I will keep that there. Okay, so uh, as I was saying, guys, before we uh, got this bit of an update here on President Trump's Rumble channel, right? Thanks for being here. If you're here, by the way, you know, you could be watching this over at President Trump's channel. So I appreciate it, guys. I'm, I mean, I wouldn't be hurt if you guys went over there to watch it, right? Uh, but, you know, we do broadcast here on Rumble, on uh, Twitch, and on Pilled and Foxhole. And then also we upload these videos to Odyssey, as well as to the um, podcast side of things. Uh, and that network alone has its own reach. And uh, that's, that's uh, you know, sometimes the Spotify and the podcast crowd is not the Rumble crowd. So, uh, you know, again, thanks for being here if you are live with us. Uh, I saw movement back there. I saw a head behind the flag. Okay. Anyways, I'm just all, I'm a little paranoid because I don't hear anything, but I know the, uh, I know the sound will kick in once they get going. Uh, who is that? Someone in a yellow dress just walked across the screen. Okay. So where were we? Now, uh, that thing was, uh, the article that we were talking about here, guys. Um, oh, oh. It went dark. Okay, that was that was scary, guys. Okay, I was like, it went dark. Um, was the portion of uh, the conversation or the portion of the transcript? Oh, we got more movement. Oh, oh, we got more movement, and we've still got no sound, ladies and gentlemen. No sound. Oh, 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 oh. Those are a lot of people, guys. So, uh, again, it was saying a point that has been largely overlooked is that the grand jury subpoena was for documents with classification markings, meaning that the actual classification status was irrelevant to what the subpoena sought. This appears to have been done, uh, been a very deliberate choice of words by the DOJ as it negated possible claims by Trump that the documents had been declassified. So they're like, we don't care if they were classified. We're looking for documents that said classified on them. We don't care if you declassified them. Well, you know, then on what grounds do they have this? this uh, and it doesn't. I already know the answer to it, guys. I already know the answer to it. On what grounds do they have uh, for this indictment to stand, you know? If that's not the case, just because, uh, just because uh, you know the the National Archives uh, is is but hurt because um, President Trump didn't do as they said because he did not heal to their command, you know, while they have another standard for other presidents, be they Republican or be they Democrat, they still have another standard for presidents who are not President Trump. So what gives, you know? And I think that's the question that a lot of Americans who are just ever so slightly engaged might be wondering what gives right um but for those of us who are much more engaged right uh this could just serve to be one huge boomerang ladies and gentlemen it could just serve to be one huge boomerang president trump
Sitting president had his top political opponent arrested on fake and fabricated charges of which he and numerous other presidents would be guilty right in the middle of a presidential election in which he's losing very badly. This is called election interference and yet another attempt to rig and steal a presidential election. More importantly, it's a political persecution, like something straight out of a fascist or communist nation. This day will go down in infamy, and Joe Biden will forever be remembered as not only the most corrupt president of the history of our country, but perhaps even more importantly, the president who, together with a band of his closest thugs, misfits, and Marxists, tried to destroy American democracy. But they will fail, and we will win bigger and better than ever before. Charging a former president of the United States under the Espionage Act of 1917 wasn't meant for this. An act for a crime so heinous that only the death penalty would do, and threatening me with 400 years in prison for possessing my own presidential papers, which just about every other president has done, is one of the most outrageous and vicious legal theories ever put forward in an American court of law. The Espionage Act has been used to go after traitors and spies. It has nothing to do with a former president legally keeping his own documents. As president, the law that applies to this case is not 
the Espionage Act, but very simply the Presidential Records Act, which is not even mentioned in this ridiculous 44-page indictment. Under the Presidential Records Act, which is civil, not criminal, I had every right to have these documents. The crucial legal precedent is laid out in the most important case ever on the subject known as the Clinton Sox case. You know what that means? After leaving the White House, Bill Clinton kept 79 audio tapes in his sock drawer. They included discussions of U.S. military involvement in Haiti, discussions of U.S. foreign policy, both defense and offense, against Cuba, recordings of President Clinton's conversations with all of the many foreign leaders at the time. Think of that. Sensitive facts about trade negotiations taken from presidential briefings, discussions with the Secretary of State about conflict in Bosnia, and much, much more. Very big stuff. Not only was Bill Clinton never even considered for criminal prosecution based on the tapes he took, but when he was sued for them, he won the case. Judge Amy Berman Jackson's decision states under the statutory scheme established by the Presidential Records Act, the decision to segregate personal materials from presidential records is made by the president during the president's term and in the president's sole discretion. You're surprised to hear that, aren't you? Any normal administration, even an opposing one, would consider that to be the end, but not the corrupt Biden administration. The Sox decision, as it's known, also states, quote, the National Archives and Records Administration, or NARA, does not have the authority to designate material as presidential records. I don't have the authority. NARA does not have the tapes in question, and NARA lacks any right, duty, or means to seize control of them. This is law. The president enjoys unconstrained authority to make decisions regarding the disposal of documents. That's unconstrained to make that decision. Neither the archivist nor Congress has the authority to veto the president's decision. The Presidential Records Act does not confer any mandatory or even discretionary authority on the archivist to classify records. Under the statute, this responsibility is left solely to the President of the United States. Think of that. That's the decision. Think of that. Now, just think of that. In other words, whatever documents the President decides to take with him, he has the right to do so. It's an absolute right. This is the law. And that is something that people have now seen, and it couldn't be more clear. They ought to drop this case immediately because they're destroying the country. And this is why no other president, even those who kept far more documents than I, has ever been even investigated, let alone charged with a crime. 
because the sham indictment put forward by the Biden administration included staged photographs of boxes at Mar-a-Lago. Many people have asked me why I had these boxes. Why did you want them? The answer, in addition to having every right under the Presidential Records Act, is that these boxes were containing all types of personal belongings, many, many things, shirts and shoes and everything. As can be seen in the picture where someone, not me, I wonder who it might have been, dumped one of the very neatly arranged boxes all over the floor. They were full of newspapers, press clippings, thousands of pictures, thousands and thousands of White House pictures. The White House photographers, some are with us today. They took so many pictures and we saved all of them and they were in those boxes. Clothing, memorabilia, and much, much more. I hadn't had a chance to go through all the boxes. It's a long, tedious job, it takes a long time, which I was prepared to do, but I have a very busy life. I've had a very busy life. They make it more busy because you're always fighting. And under the Sox decision, there seemed to be no rush. I wasn't in a rush because that decision was law. The other picture that was so vile, you remember that one, it was angry and corrupt, was the photo staged by the FBI. And those that raided Mar-a-Lago, they were putting documents all over the floor. Remember that famous picture? All over, say confidential, said presidential, said all sorts of things. And it was supposed to be there like it was that way when they raided. It wasn't that way. They put them there, took the picture and released it illegally to the press. They took my medical records, my passport, my birth certificate, and apologized. They even brought a safe cracker. This is a professional safe cracker they brought into Mar-a-Lago. And they broke into my safe. And you know what they found? Nothing. There was nothing there. Nothing there. Like zero. According to the Presidential Records Act, which was a big deal, I was supposed to negotiate with NARA, which is exactly what I was doing until Mar-a-Lago was raided by gun-toting FBI agents. I have security tapes of it. I gave them security tapes of everything in a flagrant violation of the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution, which protects the right against unreasonable search and seizure. And Sebastian, you covered very well, I must say. Very well. I'm not the one who thinks I'm above the law. I'm the one that followed the law. I'm the only one. It's Joe Biden and his corrupt Department of Injustice who think they are above the law. Never before have the two standards of justice in our country been more starkly revealed. Joe Biden had troves of classified documents from his time as vice president and even as a senator, which was completely and totally illegal. In fact, other senators heard about it. Dick Durbin heard about it. You have to see his response. There's no way that's totally illegal. Took him as a senator out of a skiff. They were shocked when they found out. They actually thought it was impossible to do. Biden sent 1,850 boxes to the University of Delaware, making the search very, very difficult for anybody. And he refuses to give them up, and he refuses to let people even look at them. And then they say how he's behaving so nicely. 
Many of Biden's classified documents were in Chinatown, D.C., Chinatown, which is shocking considering his family received so much money from China. I wonder how many times the friends of ours from China review those documents. Chinatown, D.C. Others were unsecured at his so-called Penn Biden Center in Washington, which paid Biden approximately $1 million a year. The money supposedly coming from China and still other classified documents were strewn all over his garage floor, where his now famous Corvette is stored. He's so proud of that car. There was no security, and the door was left open most of the time. It was open. All of those classified documents, all of those documents strewn all over the floor, piled up like junk. Unlike me, who had absolute declassification authority as president, Joe Biden, as vice president, had no authority to declassify and no right to possess the documents. He had no right. Instead of falling under the Presidential Records Act, Biden's actions fell under a much stricter Federal Records Act, which has very, very tough criminal penalties. Yet nothing happens to Crooked Joe. Nothing happened. Have you heard anything about the big search for his documents? No, only me. Most and famously of all, Hillary Clinton set up an illegal private server in her basement. You never heard this story. With the deliberate intention of violating public information laws so she could hide her pay-for-play scandals at the Clinton Foundations or whatever. Hillary stored vast quantities of classified and sensitive information on her illicit server. Some of it happened to leak. It leaked into Anthony Weiner's computer. Remember Anthony Weiner? <laughs> into his computer. You don't want to be on his computer. And all of it was illegal because, thankfully, she was never president. She didn't have the powers to declassify. Thank you. Thank you. She didn't have the powers to declassify. It's a big difference. And neither did Joe. You know, Joe didn't have your mind. Have a drink. A little bit cooler than it was. It's pretty hot out here. Thank you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Great birthday. Nice birthday, isn't it? birthday. Wonderful birthday. They were saying happy birthday. I was with I was with Eric and Laura, the kids. Happy birthday, Grandpa. Happy. And I said, oh, great. I just got charged with they want 400 years approximately. If you add them all up, a fake, a fake 400 years. Oh, thank you, darling. That's so nice. It's a wonderful birthday. Oh, we're going to make it into the greatest birthday of all. We'll make it into the greatest ever. When caught, Hillary then deleted an acid wash. Nobody does that because of the expense, but it's pretty conclusive. 33,000 emails in defiance of a congressional subpoena already launched. The subpoena was there, and she decided to uh, delete acid wash and then smash and destroy her cell phones with a hammer. And then they say, I 
participate in an obstruction? Now think of it, that's called obstruction. There's never been obstruction as grave as that. She did this in the face of everything, and yet nobody did anything about it. The FBI and the DOJ protected her, did not issue subpoenas, did not use a grand jury, did not execute search warrants, and then the corrupt head of the FBI, James Comey, declared no reasonable prosecutor would bring a case. Can you believe it? And that was just one of many items. Hillary Clinton broke the law, and she didn't get indicted. Joe Biden broke the law, and in many other ways, we're finding out, and so far has not gotten indicted. I did everything right, and they indicted me. But you know, we're serving as a great example. And the case of Bill Clinton's national security advisor, remember that, Sandy Berger? He was caught stealing classified documents from the National Archives, very big ones, very important ones, by stuffing them in his pants. That's pretty. <laughs> and putting them also in his socks. And he destroyed them and cut the tape with scissors, cut them all up. What Berger did was highly illegal, but he was given nothing, no jail time, nothing, nothing happened. There are countless other examples. Bill Clinton who I happened to like, hard to believe, right? Before I did this, I was actually quite friendly with him. Nice guy. They should have used him a little bit more as an advisor on the 2016 election. He said, you know, you better get to Wisconsin, you're going to lose. No, we're not. You better get to Michigan, you're going to lose. No, we're not. They did. Bill Clinton lost the nuclear codes, and absolutely nothing was done about it. He lost the nuclear codes. The George W. Bush White House lost 22 million emails, a record. NARA cannot assure a complete transfer of any of the Bush records. A document shredding truck was spotted on the way to Dick Cheney's house. Can you imagine? Hillary Clinton took hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of furniture, china, flatware, rugs, and more from the White House. And she wasn't prosecuted. How about that one? She took the furniture and the china. How about if Trump did that? You think Trump would have a little problem? The horrific violations of my rights by crooked Joe Biden's weaponized Department of Injustice are unthinkable. It's unthinkable what's happened. So bad for our country. Democrats all, they lawlessly pierced my attorney-client privilege with lawyers. What they did to lawyers, what they have done to our lawyers, our lawyers, all of our lawyers, they've done things that were absolutely horrible and unthinkable. The leaking has been unbelievable and highly illegal. They leak. We've learned more about, from the Washington Post, New York Times, about the DOJ's boxes hoax. It's a boxes hoax than from prosecutors themselves. We want to read about it. You pick up the Washington Post which is not doing well, or you pick up the New York Times. But they'll do better now because of these things. You know, this is the only way they survive, but they'll end up dying. But it's not supposed to be that way. We don't want to learn from the Times. We don't want to learn from leaks. We want to learn from the people we're supposed to learn from. It's like a leaking sieve in Washington. But we learn nothing about the Biden 
bribery scheme or special counsel, Robert Hur's investigation. Robert Hur is doing the Biden investigation. He's a very respected, very nice person. Very nice person. Mine's not such a nice person. Mine's a deranged lunatic, which are many times the magnitude of ours in both number and severity. That's the prosecutor that they gave. He has found nothing. He totally exonerated Mike Pence. I'm happy about that. Mike did nothing wrong, but he happened to have classified documents in his house. But they uh, exonerated him. And uh, Biden is a different story. I mean, so much. You have to really think about what I said as a senator. He took all of those documents. It's unprecedented. The prosecutor in the case, I will call it our case, is a thug. I've named him Deranged Jack Smith. I wonder what his name used to be. Jack Smith. It sounds so innocent, doesn't it? Jack Smith. What's his name? Jack Smith. He's a very nice man. He's a behind-the-scenes guy, but his record is absolutely atrocious. He does political hit jobs. He's been known to viciously arrest a certain governor. You know the governor, Bob McDonald of Virginia, and absolutely ruined his life and the life of his family all these wonderful family members. I knew them. Only to have the case overturned eight to nothing by the Supreme Court. He destroyed that man and he destroyed that family. And by the way, I will tell you, I'm here and I love you all and we can take it. But what these thugs, what these thugs have done to my family is a disgrace. I will tell you that I say it to all of the fake news because there's a lot of it back there. What they did to my family and that young man right there, he's answered more subpoenas than any human being in the history of the world. And you know what? They have nothing after all of those subpoenas, literally thousands of them, Congress, fake councils, Mueller report, all of this. All he did is answer subpoenas all the time. At least he's become very experienced at that. Congratulations. But Eric is fantastic. And what he and Don and Ivanka and the whole group, that's what they've gone through. And these are serious people. These are serious people. But what he's done to my family, what they have done to my family is horrible. He also tried to railroad John Edwards on a completely bogus legal theory that didn't hold up in court. It's no wonder this raging lunatic was shipped off to The Hague to prosecute war criminals using globalist tribunals, not beholden to the Constitution or the rule of law. Two things Jack Smith clearly disdains. You take a look at this guy, he looks like a thug. But then I watched him make a speech the other day and he was trembling because it wasn't his territory. He feels much safer in the inner sanctums of the Department of Injustice, where he can be in his room and scream at people. He's a raging and uncontrolled Trump hater, as is his wife, who also happened to be the producer of that Michelle Obama puff piece. It was total puff piece. This is the guy I've got. Don't forget this persecution is being done by the same weaponized agencies that for seven years have been running illegal psychological warfare campaigns against the American people, much as if they were trying to destabilize a foreign country. From the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax 
to the no collusion Mueller witch hunt, to impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two, the 51 lying intelligence officers. How about them? They said it's Russia disinformation, and they knew it wasn't, which made about, according to some of the great pollsters that are right here, made from anywhere from a 10 to 17 point difference. And yet we still got more votes than any sitting president in history in the second election. And we actually did much better in the second election than we did in the first election. The fake dossier paid for by the Democrats. How about the fake dossier? Remember that one? I think that was easy to go home and say, hello, darling, how are you? When they read about that, it wasn't easy at all. Spying on my campaign, we caught them spying on my campaign. The FBI, Twitter files, and so much more. It's all been a battle of disinformation, one thing after the other, and all to protect the radical left misfits. It's also no coincidence that these charges against me came down the very same day Evidence revealed Joe Biden took a $5 million bribe from Ukraine. Took a $5 million bribe. But the FBI and the Justice Department don't even want to talk about it. They showed something on television tonight. It had zero time on the three major networks, zero. But my uh, impeachment had almost all the time. I think I had 351 minutes. They had no minutes, okay? I think a lot of people are going to vote. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to vote. I will tell you, I just left Miami, and I've never seen love in the streets like that. I've never seen it. We've seen a lot of love. I've never seen love like that, because they know. They know what we all go through. They know what we've gone through, and they see it, and they're smart. And, you know, many of those people coming from Cuba, Venezuela, other countries, they've seen this happening to their countries. I used to say that the United States, if it keeps going this way, it's going to be Venezuela on steroids. And now we're buying oil from Venezuela. Can you believe it? We have more liquid gold under our feet than any other nation, but we're buying tar from Venezuela. And we're refining it in Houston, the dirtiest, worst oil probably anywhere in the world. And we're refining it. So you can imagine what's going up in the air and our beautiful stuff we're not taking out of the ground and making a lot of money and paying off debt and reducing taxes still further, which we were in the process of doing. They want to distract from the real espionage and the real crime, so let's use President Trump to do so. Let's go out and let's indict President Trump so they don't talk about the $5 million bribe. Just yesterday, Senator Grassley revealed that the Burisma executive who allegedly paid the bribe reportedly has Crooked Joe on tape. They have 17 tapes, I understand. That must, he must be a nice guy to deal with, right? The guy from Burisma, nice company. They got him and Hunter on 17 different tapes, supposedly. But the FBI isn't showing them. Remember, they impeached me for asking a simple question about Biden's corrupt dealings in Ukraine. And now they see that once again, I was right. I was right. I was totally right. <laughs> Joe Biden and the radical left can take foreign bribes and be totally protected. Republicans all. You must finally get tough. You've got to get tough. You've got to get tough, and you've got to show them. When you arrest your leading political opponent, we no longer have a democracy. When people are allowed to pour through our open borders and our elections are rigged, our country is in very serious trouble. 
when inflation is allowed to rage, when energy independence and dominance, it's, we had independence and dominance. We were going to be soon very, very dominant. Within six months, we we're going to dominate the whole world with energy, make a fortune. We were going to be paying off debt and lowering taxes at a level that nobody's ever seen. And they came in and they ended it. But when that's taken away from us, when interest rates and taxes spiral upward in an uncontrolled way, when murders are allowed to roam, murderers, these are horrible killers, murderers are allowed to roam the streets of our Democrat-run cities unchecked, but the incompetent district attorney in New York indicts Trump for a crime that everybody agrees, every pundit, everybody, there is no crime. But murderers go out and nobody ever even comes and knocks on their door and they know they're there and they know their rooms and they know their locations and they're roaming our cities all over and some of them are coming in right now through our borders but then you have a nation that as we are is in serious serious decline we have a nation in serious decline if the communists get away with this it won't stop with me they will not hesitate to ramp up their persecution of Christians, pro-life activists, parents attending school board meetings, and even future Republican candidates, which they do. We must end it permanently, and we must end it immediately. Now that the seal, so important, is broken. The seal is broken by what they've done. They should never have done this. This was an unwritten rule. You just don't, unless it's really bad. But you just don't. But the seal is now broken. In addition to closing the border and removing all of the criminal elements that have illegally invaded our country, making America energy independent and even dominant again, and immediately ending the war between Russia and Ukraine, I'll have it ended in 24 hours. I will appoint a real special prosecutor to go after the most corrupt president in the history of the United States of America, Joe Biden, and the entire Biden crime family. Name a special prosecutor. And all others involved with the destruction of our elections, our borders, and our country itself. They're destroying our country. And when I'm reelected and we will get reelected, we have no choice. We're not going to have a country anymore. I will totally obliterate the deep state. We will obliterate the deep state. And we know who they are. I know exactly who they are. They want to take away my freedom because I will never let them take away your freedom. It's very simple. They want to silence me because I will never let them silence you. They want you silent. And I am the only one that can save this nation because you know they're not coming after me, they're coming after you, and I just happen to be standing in their way, and I will never be moving. On November 5th, 2024, justice will be done. We will take back our country, and we will make America great again. Thank you. God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great job. Thank you.
Here's a question for you. Just how far are the radical left and inside the Beltway bandits willing to go to stop him? They all know they hate him for winning the fight to protect life, for exposing their deep state, for draining their precious swamp. And they already know he'll crush Biden. So like a pack of rabid wolves, they attack. So let's impeach him. Let's get tainted radical left prosecutors to charge him. Let's conspire with Hillary and the FBI with fake stories about him. All to distract from Biden's incompetence, weakness, and money-grabbing corruption. But here's the thing, he'll never blink. That's called having the courage of your convictions. And it's why he's our president. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. Look at this lion. He's the king of the jungle. Huge mane out there. He's so big. He's so hot. Now, the little lion comes. They start messing with him. Biting his tail, biting his ears. He doesn't do anything. The lioness, she starts messing with him, coming over, making trouble. Still, nothing. Now, the other animals, they notice this. And they start to move in. The jackals, hyenas, they're barking at him, laughing at him. They nip his toes and eat the food that's in his domain. They do this. And they get closer and closer and bolder and bolder till one day that lion gets up and tears the shit out of everybody, runs like the wind, eats everything in his path. Because every once in a while, the lion has to show the jackals who he is. All right, guys, and we're back. How'd you guys like that, huh? Okay, so uh, that is the statement of the evening from President Trump, live from Bedminster, New Jersey. Uh, so, well, there you go. Um, yeah, you know, I played those two videos and the interim there. Uh, it was the it was the lions versus the wolves type of uh, type of scenario there that I was trying to juxtapose by playing those two videos. I was just kind of I just couldn't stop thinking, is that Christopher Walken? Like who's uh, narrating that? Anyways, uh, just want to jump real quick to say uh, hello uh, and a good evening to uh, those hanging out this evening with me here live on the Sea Report. Uh, be you at Rumble, Pilled, or Twitch. Uh, we had Two Rivers, Empress Beach to you. Tem Grell, members of the C-Team, the Texan, also hanging out here this evening. Uh, hope you guys are doing well, and thanks for being ever so present this evening as uh, we were watching live um, President Trump's uh, speech there from New Jersey. And uh, so birthdays this week. You know, we have President Trump's birthday tomorrow. That was That was really nice. 
That was nice. Uh, what do you think? You know, you know, the media is not going to touch that one, right? You know, the media is not going to touch. They're not going to be like. And then the crowd broke out into, uh, you know, a happy birthday song for President Trump. Um, you know, his birthday is tomorrow. Right. But, you know, what a birthday present. Right. Well, you know, perhaps his birthday present will be uh, these charges totally getting dropped. Uh, you know, speaking of fraudulent charges. Right. Um, and, and based on a process crime, you know, I have this article here that we were going uh, that we were reviewing prior to President Trump going live, talking about the different charges. We'd gone through the Espionage Act part of it. Uh, and then we were going to start looking at the next portions of the charges, which were the process charges. I guess they're crimes of technicality, right? Uh, the two rivers over there had uh, caught one of those, uh, something that President Trump had said about, you know, about not doing something right. And now they're coming after, after him. So what on earth could that be about, right? Uh, but again, you know, the like he and, and you know, you know, when when the president or, or maybe even President Trump says something like, you know, that's uh, that's something that's somewhere you don't go, you know, you don't rip that bandaid off, you don't break that seal, unless it's really really bad, you know, because they could have gotten previous presidents on anything, but again, there was never any type of fervor, especially from the lamestream mainstream, there was never any fervor to have those documents returned, you know, uh, to the point again, that Joe Biden can have all these documents from his time as vice president. And it was never a concern. It was never a concern until, uh, this came up. Well, may it boomerang back on them all is kind of what I'm thinking. Um, yeah, Christopher Walken confirms Tam Growl. Oh, and did I say, and I just want to say happy birthday to your husband as well. We have President Trump's coming up tomorrow. Mr. Growl himself will be celebrating the day after tomorrow. So happy early birthday to you, sir. And uh, thank you for always hanging out here with your wife. While we, uh, whilst we go through some news and information and we espouse Trumpian and America firstian philosophies and informations. All right, guys. So let's go ahead and finish up with this uh, article here, guys. And I got a couple more things I wanted to share before we wrap for tonight. Thanks again for hanging out. If you're enjoying today's broadcast, please make sure if you're at Pilled, you hit that red pill button and that repost button. If you're hanging out at Rumble, smash that Rumble button. Yes, hit that likes uh, and thumbs up button. And uh, if you're over at Twitch, well, hey, thanks for being here. Throw a bit or something. Ah, no, just kidding. Okay, let's finish this article. It says, analysis analyzing the Trump indictment. Okay. Uh, so we had gone through the Espionage Act charges. We, You guys uh, missed. If you were not here prior to President Trump's speech, you missed a fabulous, you missed a fabulous, um, fabulous, uh, um, expose on uh, uh general victoria mark milley you guys did you guys remember victoria mark milley yeah i had to bring her up right <laughs> it's been a minute since we've had victoria mark milley on the show okay right the woke joke general so you guys missed that you'll have to go catch the replay for that one Oh, and I might also want to advise, um, down the links below over at Pilled and over at Twitch, uh, have a link posted for uh, my second Rumble channel where you can catch clips of the C-Report and other clips, uh, videos that uh, I think, 
that run that run um, um you know congruent with the show and uh basically the flow of what we do here let me get victoria millie off the screen guys sorry okay you guys missed it okay, you're gonna have to go check the replay if you want to go see what that was all about okay Okay, well, let's go ahead and uh, let's finish us up, guys. So we were talking about the Espionage Act. We were talking about uh, the um, um, National Archives and Records Administrations. They are also woke jokes, ladies and gentlemen. How soon before they're broke? Well, we'll never know. Shall we? Mm-hmm. So uh, it says here, February, I think this is where we left off. Uh, February 9, 2022, the NARA reported the presence of the 197 classified documents to the Department of Justice. This led the FBI to opening an investigation of Trump, which in turn led a federal grand jury to issue a subpoena for any remaining documents with classification markings that may have still been in Trump's possession. A point that, okay, now this is, okay, this is where we left off, right? And now actually I'm glad that we reread that because this point right here, I think is poignant, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's something that's maybe, you know, we should consider as uh, we uh, take to the social uh, web modicums and the streets and uh, share this information and knowledge. A point that has been largely overlooked is that the grand jury subpoena was for documents with uh, was looking for documents with classification markings, or that the subpoena it was for that, excuse me, meaning that the actual classification, actual classification status was irrelevant to what the subpoena sought. So you know, I would just say, like, a, not not being a student of law and litigation, I might add, uh, I would say that um, perhaps the uh, subpoena was worded in that way. So that this way it could serve as a vehicle to move the narrative forward, regardless of the classification status. As President Trump was saying during his speech that, uh, you know, it was all declassified and these are things that are, are it's known. You can do these things as president. Right. And then, of course, citing the examples of those whom were not held to the same account as President Trump is being held to. Um, had the subpoena. Um, specifically stated it was because the documents were not declassified or whether it had anything to do with the classification issue, perhaps then they would not have been able to move forward and actually get President Trump in the courthouse and actually get him arraigned. They probably could have thrown it out because, again, as the article points out here and as we have come to know, um, they did not pursue any charges uh, under the Presidential Records Act. Okay, no charges pursued under the Presidential Records Act, none whatsoever. Okay, so let's talk about those process crimes, the things that he might have done wrong that they went after him for, as was noted. Okay, it says here the most serious legal jeopardy Trump faces relates to alleged process crimes in connection with the grand jury subpoena. Process crimes are crimes against the judicial process as opposed to underlying crimes. Put another way, the process crimes are about how Trump responded to the subpoena and not whether or not Trump ret retained classified documents, nor about whether he shared classified information with anyone. Specifically, Trump and his valet, uh, um, Nata, 
are charged with conspiracy to obstruct justice, withholding a document or record, corruptly concealing a document or record, concealing a document in a federal investigation, a scheme to conceal, and making false statements. Because these are all process crimes, Trump cannot avail himself of defenses such as the uh, as that he had tried. Uh, he had the right to retain documents under the Presidential Records Act or that he had declassified all pertinent documents. None of those arguments are relevant since what Trump is charged with are his actions in response to the subpoena. According to Smith, two lawyers for Trump, including Evan Corcoran, told Trump on May 23, 2022, that in order to comply with the subpoenas, they would need to search all of the boxes sent to Mar-a-Lago from the White House. According to Smith's indictment, Trump allegedly tried to explore ways of circumventing the subpoena, such as ignoring it or simply claiming that there were no other documents. Can we get Jack Smith to Maricopa County, please? Okay. Can we get Jack Smith to Maricopa County? Because those guys never handed over. Those guys never honored their subpoenas, right? The Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. They never honored their subpoenas. They delayed, 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 delayed. In fact, those, uh, those, those documents that were sought never saw the light of day. I think we need Jack Smith to Arizona, ladies and gentlemen. No, he would, he's not on our side. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He is not on our side. I was just being uber facetious, ladies and gentlemen. Uber facetious. Okay, all right. So, clearly, this man is good at making people honor their subpoenas. That's Jack Smith's job anyways, okay? That's insane. Okay, so dumb. It's so dumb how much these people get away with. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Let me adjust my computer screen. There we go. All right, I can see clearly now. All right. Uh, it says here, uh, Trump ultimately appears to have agreed to comply with the subpoena and instructed Corcoran to conduct a search of the boxes, which were in a storage room at Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. Smith, however, alleges that before Corcoran had a chance to search the storage room, Trump directed Nada to ferry boxes of documents between the storage room and Trump's private residence. According to Smith, Trump misled Corcoran by moving boxes that contained documents with classification markings so that Trump's attorney would not find the documents and produce them to federal grand jury. Smith alleges that uh, the purpose of what Trump was doing was to keep classified documents he had taken with him from the White House and to hide and conceal them from a federal grand jury. Smith's theory is that Trump removed boxes from the storage room so that Corcoran could not search them and so that the relevant documents would never be returned to the National Archives and Records Administration. Smith claims that he a total of 64 boxes removed from the storage room to Trump's residence, but only around 30 boxes were returned to the storage room. The net effect, according to Smith, was that Corcoran would not, and indeed could not, have found many of the documents with classification markings that were responsive to the grand jury. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So here's what I don't understand. Is this something that he has uh, forced out of someone in uh, I guess that's what this would be, right? I mean, there's going to be no video footage of this. For all we know, this is just something that Jack Smith dreamed up one night, right? 
you know, on his way from Amsterdam to America, you know, he's probably like dreaming all this crap up and then forcing himself on other people in order to make them testify according to his will. He has a track record of doing that, you know. He has a track record of doing that. Or, I mean, at least there's a huge question about whether or not there was some unethical practices that were utilized in Kosovo under the helm of Jack Smith, okay? So, I mean, that, that I think, is a, a question that's merited, right? That's a question that's merited. I mean, uh, who, where on earth is he getting this information from, you know? Who's the one who done it, right? Do we have a, is there a traitor in the house of Mar-a-Lago or what? Probably there is. Or maybe they're pressing someone or maybe someone's bribed or blackmailed. I don't know. It says on June 2nd, 2022, Corcoran conducted a two and a half hour search of the storage room during which he found 38 documents with classification markings. On the following day, Corcoran returned those documents to NARA via the FBI. Subpoena certification. While it was Corcoran that conducted the search, he did not sign the subpoena. Uh, the subpoena certification himself. A subpoena certification is meant to certify that a subpoena has been comp complied with. Instead, Corcoran asked another lawyer for Trump, Christina Bob, to come to Mar-a-Lago to sign the certification. According to Smith, Bob was brought in at the last minute, had not performed any search of the boxes, had not reviewed the subpoena, and had also not reviewed the 38 documents recovered by Corcoran. It is not known why Bob agreed to sign the certification under penalty of perjury when she apparently knew nothing about the matter. Ooh, no. Specifically, Bob attested to the fact that a diligent search was conducted of the boxes that were moved from the White House to Florida when, according to Smith, some of those boxes were never searched as they had been moved to Trump's residence. Bob's claims that any and all responsive documents accompany the certification was also shown to be incorrect after the FBI apparently found an additional 102 documents with classification markings during the August 8, 2022 Mar-a-Lago raid. Consequently, Smith has now charged Trump with various concealment offenses with respect to moving the boxes around, as well as with lying to the grand jury and the FBI, because he allegedly knew that the certification signed by Bob was untrue. According to Smith, and that's allegedly new, he allegedly knew. Did Trump knowingly know that Christina Bob had signed that documentation upon penalty of perjury and is found to be false, according to Jack Smith, special prosecutor from Amsterdam? Right? Hmm. Yeah. Allegedly. He alle alleged. I mean, we'll, we'll use that as the hinge word right there. Allegedly. The hinge operative word, whatever you want to call it. It's alleged. It is alleged. According to Smith, it is alleged, ladies and gentlemen. It is alleged. Okay. The uh, article continues in this way. According to Smith, Trump knew because Trump had directed that boxes be moved from the storage before Corcoran conducted the June 2nd, 2022 search for documents with classification markings so that Corcoran's search would not and did not include all of Trump's boxes that were removed from the White House. 
As for Nada's role in the alleged concealment, it is not clear from the indictment how or why Nada would have known about the grand jury subpoena or the incorrect subpoena certification. But based on the final count of the indictment, which accuses Nada of lying to the FBI when he claimed he had not moved any boxes to Trump's residence, it appears that Smith surmises he surmises. Oh, Jack Smith surmises something. Oh, Jack Smith surmises. Oh, how cute. He surmises, ladies and gentlemen. Jack Smith surmises that Nata must have been aware of the alleged scheme. He had to have known. He just had to, or my name ain't Jack Smith of Amsterdam, right? Assuming that Smith has security coverage, uh, security camera footage of Nada moving boxes from the storage area to Trump's residence, Nada appears to have a little in the way of defenses, at least against the charges of lying to the FBI. Trump is in an arguably better position than Nada, as he can and uh, probably will blame his attorneys. Unlike Nada, Trump did not speak to the FBI himself. Trump could argue that his lawyers handled the entire matter and that he did not know what the subpoena demanded nor what the subpoena certification stated. In fact, it is unlikely that Trump had any role in drafting or approving the language used in the certification. Trump could further argue, as he appears to have already done on Fox News, that he had the right to look through the boxes that were under subpoena. He could, for instance, say that he was merely recovering personal items and that he did not remove any documents with classification markings. While Smith appears to surmise from security camera footage how many boxes were removed from and returned to the storage area, it is unlikely that he knows what, if anything, was taken from those boxes. Trump could claim that Corcoran never explained the parameters of the subpoena and that it was Corcoran's task to conduct a diligent search, not Trump's. Similarly, he could argue that Corcoran should not have caused the certification to be signed by Bob without searching other parts of Mar-a-Lago. He could even argue that Corcoran's decision to bring in Bob to carry out certification at the last minute is an implied admission of wrongdoing on Corcoran's part. We do not know what Corcoran will do. He might take all the blame himself, or he could agree with Smythe. That's Jack Smythe, ladies and gentlemen. He could agree with Smith that he was misled by Trump. Ultimately, Trump's fate with respect to the alleged process crimes appears to hinge on what Corcoran will tell the jury and whether the jury will believe Corcoran or Trump. What is indisputable is that Trump is in real legal jeopardy. Unlike the flimsy charges brought by Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg in April, the charges brought by Smith are serious and appear to be backed by ample documentary evidence. There is also the matter of Nada, who may decide to testify against Trump in exchange for leniency. This prospect is heightened by the fact that Nada appears to have no defense against the charge of lying about moving boxes. While these events have now placed Trump in legal peril, it should be borne in mind that no official has ever been pursued with the same zeal as Trump. For instance, it was not until years after he left office of the vice president that the National Archives and Records Administration became interested in recovering 
president selected Joe Biden's classified documents, some of which were later found in his Delaware garage. Similarly, no action was ever taken against former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, despite the fact that a trove of documents with classification markings was found on her private email server. At the time, then-FBI Director James Comey infamously claimed that Clinton was extremely careless, but that no reasonable prosecutor, and clearly Jack Smith is not a reasonable prosecutor, no reasonable prosecutor would bring such a case. It is beyond doubt that Trump is treated by a very, 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 very different standard. Okay. So there is that. What do you guys think about that? So a lot of, a lot of interesting points there, I would have to say guys. A lot of interesting points found in this article. Um yeah, you know, I guess compared to what uh District Attorney Bragg was trying to do and even even uh what is that uh Loretta James uh individual over there was what's her name again? Uh Teddy Bear James or whatever. Um, it all had to do with that wording, right? I mean, it's going to hinge on the two men. It's going to hinge on the two. It's going to hinge on those final two. All right, guys. So uh, what do we got next for you? Um, developing from the gateway pundit. Trump's legal team prepares to file motion to dismiss Jack Smith's case citing prosecutorial misconduct. Prosecutorial misconduct. Let's check out what this is all about. It says here, and there is Jack Smith of Amsterdam, ladies and gentlemen. There is Jack Smith of Amsterdam. Trump's legal team is preparing to file a motion to dismiss, to dismiss special counsel Jack Smith's case, citing prosecutorial misconduct. Trump's lawyers will ask Judge Eileen Cannon to unseal Obama-appointed Judge Beryl Howell's order obliterating Trump's attorney-client privilege with his lawyer, Eric Corcoran. What is that all about, do you think? It says here, via Real Clear Investigations reporter Paul Speary, insiders, uh, um, insiders say Trump's new legal team is preparing to file motion to dismiss case citing prosecutorial misconduct and will ask Judge Cannon to unseal Obama-appointed Judge Howell's order breaching attorney-client privilege um, by uh, attorney Corcoran and Trump and declare notes inadmissible. As the Gateway Pundit reported, uh, Judge Beryl, How Beryl Howell, an Obama appointee, was first assigned to oversee Jack Smith's classific classified documents case and January 6th case against Trump. Judge Beryl Howell ruled against Trump at every turn. In fact, Judge Howell previously ordered Trump's lawyer, Evan Corcoran, or is it Eric Corcoran, to testify before a grand jury and special counsel Jack Smith's investigation into classified documents stored at Mar-a-Lago. So that's pretty crazy, right? Like, she forced his own attorney to testify against him. That's crazy, guys, okay? Um, Judge Howell flipped Trump's own a lawyer. Okay, so it was Eric. It's Eric and Evan Corcoran then. So Judge Howell flipped Trump's own lawyer. No, that is the same guy. So did they get the wrong name or what? 
right? Am I going crazy? Okay. Is it Evan and Eric Corcoran, the brothers Corcoran law firm or what? Anyways. Okay. It says here, judge Howell flipped Trump's owner, own lawyer, Eric Corcoran into a witness when she obliterated Trump's attorney client privilege in a ruling. Howell ruled DOJ prosecutors met the threshold for the crime fraud exception for Trump's attorney. Jack Smith used Eric Corcoran's notes against Trump. According to the indictment reviewed by the Gateway Pundit, Jack Smith used notes memorized by Trump's lawyer against the former president. Trump's privileged conversations with his lawyer about the boxes of documents stored at Mar-a-Lago was used to charge Trump with conspiracy to obstruct, count 32, withholding a document or record, count 33, corruptly concealing a document or record, count 34, and false statements, count 37. Trump's attorneys, Jim Trustee and John Rowley, stepped down on Friday after Trump was indicted by a Florida grand jury. President Trump will be... Okay, so God, so that's pretty crazy, guys. I mean, you want to talk about a crooked judicial system. You want to talk about a crooked judicial system. So, you know, you she... That was an absolute violation of attorney-client privilege. And then so all of the information that President Trump gives to his attorney behind closed door session then becomes public to the... How is that legal, y'all? How is that legal? Oh, my goodness. That is that is insane, guys. This thing needs to be thrown out. I mean, even I of a simple mind and a pretty smooth brain can understand that that's beyond unethical, okay? That's beyond unethical. That's pretty, that's pretty, that's pretty ballsy. That is pretty ballsy. Tamgrel says, and the Records Act does not supersede the law. Darn straight right there. Darn straight. Dang, that is crazy, guys. I don't know what anyone thinks about that, but that to me is pretty crazy. Okay. All right, y'all. So uh, that is pretty much going to bring our show to a close for tonight. Um, I'm going to play a video for you guys. What I'm going to start doing now, because, uh, I mean, we've got we've got a trek, right, uh, to get to between now and uh, 2024. Hopefully things get fixed before November 2024. When I say that, I mean uh, the machines are gone in our voting systems. Uh, they've... Uh, fired every elected official and they uh, have elected uh, new officials, uh, new representatives that actually represent, right, or states people. Uh, that would be great if that happened all before 2024, if we didn't even have to deal with, uh, you know, I mean, I would vote for President Trump again in a heartbeat, but, you know, he's still the president. So why not? Right. So anyways, uh, between now and then, um, I uh, decided that I'm going to start playing uh, President uh, Trump's Agenda 47 videos. Um, there's a lot of people out there that don't get to see these either because they're not on truth social or they're not on rumble. And so, uh, since we have an audience outside of those uh, quadrants, uh, I'll be playing these probably, uh, probably every show we'll, we'll check these guys out. Um, we're going to start with this one. It's, um, it, this one predates the official agenda 47 videos. I think this is what inspired it. So uh, it's um, um, President Trump's Agenda 47, um, and this is um, uh, this is uh, per the 2024 campaign. We'll go ahead and play this baby for you guys, and uh, 
Well, you all have a great night. Thanks again for hanging out at the Sea Report. Make sure you hit that follow button, hit that like button, smash that rumble button, swallow that red pill, and don't forget to hit repost. I appreciate you guys being here. Now let's check out what President has to say. If we don't have free speech, then we just don't have a free country. It's as simple as that. If this most fundamental right is allowed to perish, then the rest of our rights and liberties will topple just like dominoes one by one. They'll go down. That's why today I'm announcing my plan to shatter the left-wing censorship regime and to reclaim the right to free speech for all Americans. And reclaim is a very important word in this case because they've taken it away. In recent weeks, bombshell reports have confirmed that a sinister group of deep state bureaucrats, Silicon Valley tyrants, left-wing activists, and depraved corporate news media have been conspiring to manipulate and silence the American people. They have collaborated to suppress vital information on everything from elections to public health. The censorship cartel must be dismantled and destroyed, and it must happen immediately. And here's my plan. First, within hours of my inauguration, I will sign an executive order banning any federal department or agency from colluding with any organization, business, or person to censor, limit, categorize, or impede the lawful speech of American citizens. I will then ban federal money from being used to label domestic speech as mis- or disinformation. And I will begin the process of identifying and firing every federal bureaucrat who has engaged in domestic censorship, directly or indirectly, whether they are the Department of Homeland Security, the Department of Health, Human Services, the FBI, the DOJ, no matter who they are. Second, I will order the Department of Justice to investigate all parties involved in the new online censorship regime, which is absolutely destructive and terrible, and to aggressively prosecute any and all crimes identified. These include possible violations of federal civil rights law, campaign finance laws, federal election law, securities law, and antitrust laws, the Hatch Act, and a host of other potential criminal, civil, regulatory, and constitutional offenses. To assist in these efforts, I am urging House Republicans to immediately send preservation letters, and we have to do this right now, to the Biden administration, the Biden campaign, and every Silicon Valley tech giant, ordering them not to destroy evidence of censorship. Third, upon my inauguration as president, I will ask Congress to send a bill to my desk revising Section 230 to get big online platforms out of censorship business. From now on, digital platforms should only qualify for immunity protection under Section 230 if they meet high standards of neutrality, transparency, fairness, and non-discrimination. We should require these platforms to increase their efforts to take down unlawful content such as child exploitation and promoting terrorism while dramatically curtailing their power to arbitrarily restrict lawful speech. 
Fourth, we need to break up the entire toxic censorship industry that has arisen under the false guise of tackling so-called myths and disinformation. The federal government should immediately stop funding all nonprofits and academic programs that support this authoritarian project. If any U.S. university is discovered to have engaged in censorship activities or election interferences in the past, such as flagging social media content for removal of blacklisting, those universities should lose federal research dollars and federal student loan support for a period of five years and maybe more. We should also enact new laws laying out clear criminal penalties for federal bureaucrats who partner with private entities to do an end run around the Constitution and deprive Americans of their first, fourth, and fifth amendment rights. In other words, deprive them of their vote. And once you lose those elections, and once you lose your borders like we have, you no longer have a country. Furthermore, to confront the problems of major platforms being infiltrated by legions of former deep staters and intelligence officials, there should be a seven-year calling off period before any employee of the FBI, CIA, NSA, DNI, DHS, or DOD is allowed to take a job at a company possessing vast quantities of U.S. user data. Fifth, the time has finally come for Congress to pass a digital bill of rights. This should include a right to digital due process. In other words, government officials should need a court order to take down online content, not send information requests such as the FBI was sending to Twitter. Furthermore, when users of big online platforms have their content or accounts removed, throttled, shadow banned, or otherwise restricted, no matter what name they use, they should have the right to be informed that it's happening, the right to a specific explanation of the reason why, and the right to a timely appeal. In addition, all users over the age of 18 should have the right to opt out of content moderation and curation entirely and receive an unmanipulated stream of information if they so choose. The fight for free speech is a matter of victory or death for America and for the survival of Western civilization itself. When I am president, this whole rotten system of censorship and information control will be ripped out of the system at large. There won't be anything left. By restoring free speech, we'll begin to reclaim our democracy and save our nation. Thank you, and God bless America.